The topic of this evening's shir, as per the request of the uh, one who invited me, is the Derech HaBal Shem Tov, Chesidus. And the odds are, I'm willing to bet, that what I'm going to say about the Derech HaBal Shem Tov is something that we haven't heard before. We'll start off with a story. Many years ago, before I came to this neighborhood, while I was still learning the Koil in Lakewood, uh, a neighbor of mine asked me a favor if I could ask Rav Avigdor Miller, who I was very close with then, uh, what they should teach in the Cheder about the Machloikas between Hasidim and Snagdim. Then my neighbor was the eighth grade Jewish history teacher in the Cheder. Uh, so I did. And he told me, Rabbi Miller, that when he was Mashkiach in Chaim Berlin many years prior to that even, he heard a moshel from Rav Hutner, which later I found out that Rav Hutner got from the Satmarov about Hasidim and Misnagdim. The moshel goes like this, and Rabbi Miller said, this is what they should be teaching the eighth graders. Moshel Amadovadoyme, there was a man who, a uh, rich man in the olden days, uh, his daughter gets married, and the minig was that the son-in-law, would, who would be supported, would actually move into the house of the father-in-law. Kester was called. Fa- uh, father-in-law has a daughter, she gets married, son-in-law moves into the house. Now, the father-in-law says, I'll support you as long as you want, except one condition. You're only allowed to eat milchiks. He gave him the best milchiks possible, ice cream, a smetana, that's a Yiddish expression for like the highest, most choshiva milchiks, it means sour cream, don't ask me why, that's the most choshiva thing, but that's the way it works. Whatever you want, but only milchiks. Fine, and that's the way it was. The next daughter gets married, and he tells his next son-in-law, I'll support you, no problem, uh, but you can only eat fleshiks. Son-in-law gets, uh, gets married, uh, he only eats fleshiks. Now, obviously, they needed two different kitchens. They had a milchiger kitchen for the milchiger son-in-law and a fleshiger kitchen for the fleshiger son-in-law, and that's how they lived. Until one day, the father-in-law lost his money. Business was bad, he lost his money. So he goes over to the Fleischiger son-in-law who's used to eating steaks and uh, things like that, and he says, listen, Fleischiger son-in-law, I'm really sorry, I'll continue supporting you to the best of my ability, but no more steaks. Now you're going to eat kartoffel, that's potatoes. He goes to the Milchiger son-in-law and says, no more sour cream. From now on, it's kartoffel, potatoes. And they're eating potatoes. Eventually, uh, the... Milchiger son-in-law and Fleischiger son-in-law come to the father-in-law and say, listen, when I was eating Fleischiger and he was eating Milchiger, it made sense for us to have separate kitchens. But now we're always, we're only eating potatoes anyway, so we may as well have one kitchen. The nimshal is, once upon a time there was such a thing as chesidim. Once upon a time there was such a thing as misnagdim. Today, halavai, we should make it between Shachris and Mincha without doing ten averis. We're not on a madrega, not this way and not that way. These drachim are things way beyond us. And Mamela, there's no difference. That's what Rabbi Miller told me, that I should tell my neighbor to teach the eighth grade kids. He heard this marshal from Rav Hutner. And I'm going to explain how this works. What was the derech of the Balshemtov? What was the uh, uh, opposition of the Misnagdim? And where it leaves, leaves us today? First thing we got to know is that the Misnagdim had very sharp things in opposition to say to the Chesidim. I printed out some um, printouts from some Svarim, and there's a letter from the Tanya that says that according to the Vilna Goin, I'm quoting, that's the Gro, 
who at the Corsus Gemura Loimar Shahuizborg Nimtsa Mamish Bidvarm Shafalim Vitahtoinim Mamish Ulfi Michtov Maalosom Al Zenisrafa Sefer Hayadua. The Gra held, this is what the Tanya said, that it's apikorsis to say that Hashem is found everywhere, even down here by the Tachtoinim. The Gra himself wrote that the Hasidim quote, Amagalim Ponim Batayr Shaloika Halacha. They twist the Torah regarding an apostle, Tupsukim actually, Boruch Kvoid Hashem Mimakoimai, which has to do with Hashem's place, Kaviochel, and also Viatomachaya Eskulom. Hashem, you keep everything alive in existence. There are those that think that because these type of quotes and others, that there was a big machloikis between the Hasidim and the Misnagdim regarding Hashem's presence in the world and where it is or how it is, but this, is, this would be a mistake. First, this idea of Hashem being everywhere, even in the Tachtoinim, is a ramak. And it doesn't make any sense that the Gro would say this about something that's a ramak. Secondly, the Vilna Goin himself, in his parish on Sefer Yitzira, says this very thing. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is found even in the Shefelim. And it's Taka, there is no machloikis about this. People think it's called the Tzimtzum, when Hashem made the world. Hashem is everywhere, right? But here's a table. So is table Hashem? That's pantheism. How we reconcile this is called the Tzimtzum. We'll get to it shortly. People think there's machloikis between the Chassidim and Misnagdim about it, but that's a mistake. Rav Desla writes that it's a mistake, it's a misconception, and Rav Hutner also said that it was a mistake. I, somebody got a letter from Rav Hutner, a Rav in Queens, uh, to this effect, and somebody asked me to confirm it. Rav Hutner was then not uh, alive anymore, to confirm at least with his son-in-law, Yonis and David, and I asked him, and he says, absolutely, that's what... Rav Hutner held, but he said, but it's not push it like a surface level, and he made like this on the table. If so, what was the machloikis? And what was Rav Hutner talking about when he gave this moshul to Rabbi Miller, who gave it to me to give it to my eighth grade history teacher neighbor? One, we're going to go over what Hasidus is in general before the Baal Shem Tov. The concept of Hasidus, even though uh, it's kind of a homonym when we say Chosid before the Baal Shem Tov and we say Chosid of the Baal Shem Tov, but not really. There's a reason why Hasidim were called Hasidim. First, we're going to speak about what ha- has- the concept of Hasidus is altogether. Then, the Baal Shem Tov's derech. Then, the Vilna Goins Hisnagdus. Then, where that leaves us today. First, the Baal Shem Tov. In order to, due to time constraints, explain uh, an entire derech and avoidus Hashem in the time allotted to us, I'm going to distill the explanation to two memories that are very famous, uh, stated in the name of the Baal Shem Tov. They're all over the swarm of his Talmidim in his name, and you've probably heard of them before. One, Hashem Tzilcho, Hashem is your shadow. It's a posuk, which means that just like a shadow doesn't do anything on its own, it only reacts to what a person does. It's never proactive, it's only reactive. So to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, never does anything on his own proactively. He only reacts to what we do in this world. Hashem doesn't do anything on his own. 
He only reacts to us. Now, it's really a medrash, but since the Baal Shem Tov used to say it a lot, it's quoted in his name, like, kind of like the mission of Pirkei Ovis that says in the name of Shmuel, ben tismach, which is a posuk in Mishlei, but the Rambam says, since Shmuel always used to say it, it's quoted in his name. Same thing with the Baal Shem Tov over here. It's a medrash, but it's quoted in the Baal Shem Tov's name. It's a yesoid of Chesidus, and we're going to explain why. Second, where a person's machshavis is, that's where he is. You think you're sitting over here in front of me? No. Well, maybe yes. Wherever your machshavis are, that's where you really are. Now, this is, uh, the Satmar Rebbe said, this is Ramban and Erevin. The Ramban says, how does, Baal Shem Tov didn't make up anything. Everything has a mocker. He said, the Ramban says, how does an Erev work, an Erev Tchumen? Uh, you take a challah and a bottle of uh, ketchup and you put it on the road and suddenly the tchum changes, says the Ramban. Says the Ramban. Because a person's dira is where his machshavis are. And a person's machshavis are where his, his meal is. Therefore, if I put my meal over there, that's where I am. By the way, we're talking there is no posok anywhere to learn out. We're talking tchum and dairaisa. There's no posok anywhere where we learn it out. If tchum and the Ramban says, Rabbanon could make whatever they want, whatever rules. But tchum and without a posok, this is a svara dairaisa. This svara, that a person's dira, his his place is where his machshavis are, is halacha lamaisa enough to change a person's tchum, even if tchum doiraisa. It's mamish ramban. And that's what the word erev means. Erev means like taruvois, to include things. And in these two statements are going to be distilled to the extent possible with the time constraints the Derech of the Baal Shem Tov. So first, what's Chassidus altogether? In order to explain this, we've got to go back to the creation of the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world for one reason, and this is L'chol Adeyas. There's nobody that disagrees with this. And it's Mokruch Al-Pi Seichel, Al-Pi and according to Psukim and Chazal. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world only to do Chesed. Hashem gains nothing by Briyas Ha'olam. It's impossible for Hashem to gain anything because Hashem is perfect before Briyas Ha'olam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, says Rabbi Nutam on page one of Sefer Ayoshar, there are only two things that exist, the Briya and Hashem. And when Hashem created the world, He didn't create it purposelessly and He certainly didn't create it for His own purpose. So the only, by process of elimination, uh, th- option left why HaKadosh Baruch who created the world is for the purpose of the creations, the creatures, meaning us. Hashem created the world for our sake to do chesed. Oilam chesed yibon. And now there's nobody that disagrees with that. I know that once we were giving a, a, a shir in Tanya in our shul, and there was a Lubavitcher guy there, and he raises his hand, and he says, what do you mean? In the Tanya it says differently. I said, it's impossible to believe differently. I know what it says in Netanya, but it's impossible to say that HaKadosh Baruch who created the world for any reason other than us makes no sense at all because of this cheshbon. He says, Netanya says Hashem created the world because he wanted a dear betach And he does say that. But this is why we have to learn Ikre Amuna before we learn Chassidish Esforim. I told him what he's saying is Avoid Zorin. He doesn't understand what the Tanya means. It is impossible that... What, what does it mean Hashem wanted to do your betach 
he gained something by creating the world? He wanted something for himself? What does it mean? A Florida? What does it mean? What does it mean? Oh, but that's what it says. That's not the way we're supposed to learn of anything. Certainly not about Emuna. At that time, I don't know if you remember, uh, former President Bill Clinton opened up an office in Harlem. That's when this was. You remember that? And what did Bill Clinton need an office in Harlem for? He didn't need an office in Harlem. He did it for the sake of the people in Harlem. He did it for their sake, right? When it said, at least officially, when Hashem, it says Hashem wanted a dear betach toinim, yes. But the reason he wanted a dear, dear betach toinim is for the sake of the tach toinim. The way Hashem planned the way the world is going to work is he needs to be. Through Bechira, and there's the world of Ruchnius and Gashmius. And part of this plan is HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs what the Tanya calls but HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world only to, only to do chesed. How much chesed? Infinite chesed. The reason why there's an oil habo. Ramchal says this, Barichos, he's the most famous one. It's way before him, but everybody knows it uh, from him. The reason why we don't get schar in Oilam Hazah, we get schar in Oilam Habaz, because Oilam Hazah cannot contain the great reward for our mitzvahs. The reward for our mitzvahs is infinite. It's a connection to Hashem. And this is a world of Gashmias. And the reason why HaKadosh and, and, and the reason why HaKadosh Bar who created the world is to give chesed, limitless chesed Hashem wants to do. That's Hashem's Ratzon. The problem is that in order for Hashem to give limitless chesed, we have to do limitless avoidus Hashem. Hashem tzilcho. And the reason why Hashem has to kaviochel, act in this way, that seems to be, and it's not a limitation on Hashem, you can say, why well, doesn't He just give us infinite if that's what He wants? The answer is, because, and again, people quote the Ramchal that he says it's Nama de Kisufa Yushalmi, but that's also misunderstood. Our reward is to be connected to Hashem. That's Oilam Habo. And a connection in Ruchnius is not like, it's a con- like a connection is in Gashmius. In Gashmius, the connection is proximity, or something's literally close or, or, or touching or connected to something. In Ruchnius, connection means a similarity. You want to be connected to a tzaddik? Follow his ways. Having a meat platter on the art site doesn't qualify. Follow his ways. Be similar to him. Mahu af'ato, the similarity to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu cannot, is not a taker. HaKadosh Baruch Hu cannot take for nothing. He doesn't take things. He cannot. He's perfect. He doesn't take gifts. He cannot. Hashem taking something is the same as saying HaKadosh Baruch Hu grew a nose. It's against the Achdus Hashem to say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could obtain, could gain. And therefore, in order for us to be similar to Hashem, we cannot be takers. Our closeness to Hashem cannot be stama gift. It's a stira mineh 
So HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world of Bechira. And we have to earn it. Earn it meaning, at least it's not a gift. To some extent. And in order to do this, Hashem created a world of Gashmias. He hid himself. Because we need Bechira, we need free will. We need Taivas, we need a Yetzirah. We need physicality. Because that really is one aspect of your Yetzirah, is simply your physical goof. The goof wants goof stuff. Goof is made out of dirt, it wants dirt. That's a Yetzirah, one aspect of it. Hashem created a world of Gashmias. And in a world of Gashmias, when we have a Yetzirah, how in the world could we, could HaKadosh Baruch Hu give infinitely if we don't serve him infinitely. We're stuck in a world of gevulim. We're stuck in a world of boundaries. Terzis, that's chasidus. Chasidus means, you do kaviyochol, in a manner of speaking, a favor to Hashem. You have to serve Hashem above and beyond all physical boundaries. You break your Yetzahara. You have nothing to do with Gashmias anymore. You're living in a Ruchniistic world. There are no... Din is boundaries. Chosed lefnimishur sadin means beyond the boundaries. Chesed is you give something to somebody undeserved. That's chesed. Otherwise, it's, it's earned. It means there's din, which is boundaries... And there's chesed, which is above and beyond the boundaries. A chesed who does avoid this Hashem, serves Hashem above and beyond all the boundaries, as much as he can, of this world. To the extent possible, an inf- avoid this Hashem without gvulim. And the reason why you do that is l'shem shamayim. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu can give chesed without gvulim, which is what Hashem wants. Says the Kuzari. That a chosid is somebody that has complete and total control over his avorim, like a king has control over his subjects. And he thinks only about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, wherever he goes, whatever he does, he's always thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in this way, he's literally transcending his physical boundaries and he's living in a world, I'll quote you what the Kuzari says. He says, he's talking about the people in the days of the, the Beis HaMikdosh. And when a person reaches this level, the Shechina and the Malachim, Shechina and Malachim and angels connect to him. Yishabru love Malachim b'poyil. The Yiram Ayin Ba'ayin, he can literally see Malachim. He's mamish outside of the boundaries of Gashmias. It's right under the Madrega of Nevoa. It's to be a chosid. But Derech Zu says the Kuzari, They heard baskoils. They, they lived literally. Uh, we know that there are malachim out there. They saw them, not with you know, with reflection of light onto their retinas in a different type of way. And they heard bus coils. 
and because they, they transcended the Gashmias of this world. They broke their Yetzirah. A chosid is somebody, one, he serves Hashem without a Yetzirah. He already transcended the Yetzirah. He broke it. This is possible. This is made possible because the, the chosid is always together with the Shechina. He's thinking about it. He's, 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 he's living with it. He's always immersed in it. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, therefore, says the Kuzri, does not remove his Hashgacha from him. And we also know that this Madreg of Chosid, he's connected with Malachim in Baskoils, and he sees Ayin Ba'ayin, and he's not bound anymore to the Derech HaTeva. What does the Gemara say about the Chasidim HaRishonim, even in their learning? They davened, what, uh, prepared for davening an hour. They recovered from davening an hour. They davened an hour. This three times a day. Uh, how did they learn? So because they were chassid and the Torah was granted to them or protected, uh, their Torah in a lamay lamen ha-teva dick away. The reason is because once you're on that madrega, that's, you're treated according to the world that you're living in. We are gashmiyastika people, so we are meshubit to gashmiyastika things. A chassid who's right under the navi, the only madrega higher than that is a navi, he says. That's what a chosid is. That was a chosid before the Baal Shem Tov. But that was in the days of the Beis HaMikdosh. They came in as Katnu HaDairis. And it was harder and harder, increasingly more difficult to reach this Madrega. And you know how they did it? How do you reach this Madrega? How do you break your Yetzirah? There's Tanesim, there's Sigufim. There's all sorts of things that people do in order to break their Yetzirah, break their Taivas, break the Gashmias. Then came the Baal Shem Tov. The Hasidus of the Baal Shem Tov, the goal of the Hasidus of the Baal Shem Tov, was the same as the original Hasidim. But there was a different way to do it. Before the Baal Shem Tov, thank you, was the Arizal. The Arizal taught the world Kabbalah, Kabbalah was always there even before the Arizal, but he taught it in a way that gave us a blueprint to the universe. That's what Kabbalah is. There's Hashem, there's the world, there are worlds in between, how the Ruchnius and the Gashmius connect, what every, how, how, what's really going on over here. That's from the Arizal. The Arizal lived a short life, but he taught a lot during that life. The Baal Shem Tov used the Arizal's Kabbalah as a roadmap for a, a way to reach HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not through Sigufim. Not through Tanesim. Although there were Rebbes that did have that derech. But rather, to re- rise higher and higher with in the Gashmiyastika world, there is really Ruchnius here. And in the Torah of the Arizal, it explains, it's a roadmap, how to get there. How? Have a roadmap about how to get to the moon. doesn't mean I'm able to get there. If you are really high Madrega of your Neshama, and you're really high Madrega of Avoidus Hashem, you could live in the Ruchniestika world while you're still here. You can transcend 
not through sigufim, but through avoidus Hashem, through thinking about Hashem and through various different uh, devices, avoidus Hashem devices, and reach that level. The Gashmias, to an extent, is just a, an illusion. I don't want to say it's nothing. It's here. Hashem is MS Upulosa MS. But you can call it a graphic user interface to the real world. Right? I mean, if somebody were to tell you that in this uh, styrofoam cup are atoms and there's energy in there, and if you could uh, release the energy in this cup, you could blow up this city, which you can. They think you're crazy, but that's only because they see a cup. They don't see inside. The scientists would be able to see inside and inside and inside and inside. They would see in the Gashmias, they would see it's all the Ratzon Hashem. And if you have the right Madrega, you have to have this, you have to have a Nishamana Hai Madrega, and you have to know how to do it, you could actually transcend the illusion. And here in this world, be in that world where only the Ratzon Hashem exists. Says the Baal Shem Tov, quote, that there are people who look at the Shechina as if it's next to them. He says, that's a small madrig of Avoidah. It's, it, there are certain people who can see Ruchni as they stand over here and they see all their Lomus Halyonim. That's nothing, says the Baal Shemta. You know what a high Madrega really is? Aval Kishu, that, that, that's, he says, that's the Pasuk, Mirochoi Kashem Nirali. Aval Kishu Ovid Bigdulosoi, who Machsik Atzmoi Bekoyach Godel, Vaoyle Bemachshavtoi. It's not that he sees different Rakiim. He is there. He breaks through all the Rakiim all at once. Your, your connection with Ruchnius is so strong that the Gashmi Yistaka just falls away. And you are actually living in a Ruchniistic world. It's like you're in the desert and there's a, a mirage. If you really uh, know what, where you are, the mirage fades. And you, you see the, the reality. And the reality is Ruchnius. And if you're on, the, that's where you want to go. It's very hard and a high madrega. The Zohar says the Balshemtev, Shloyipol Bimachavtoi Hagavoya Mooid Boy Lomasal Yoinim Layrid Lamata. And when you're up there, you have to keep the concentration. I use the word concentration, and that's a, a uh, belittling word, but I don't know a better one. You you cannot lose your concentration, your your connection to those worlds, for, even for a second. You have to strengthen yourself, maintain yourself with all your strength. Don't be like Altihika Suska Fered. Don't be like a behema. That has a shaykhus with Gashmias. When you go up those madregas, you can get as close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as is possible.
that dveikus as close as possible. It's like a person going from room to room. So you, you, you're walking around in the When you want this dveikus, this is dveikus what it means. There shouldn't be anybody around. They can distract you. Even the chirping of birds can distract you. This is the second you of the Baal Shem Tov. Where your machshovas are, that's where you are. Your guf is sitting in this chair. But that's not where you are. You're in the Olamas Hal Yoinim. Because your machshovas are really where you are. And through these devices, this derech and avoidus Hashem, through the Kabbalah of the Arizal, if you use it, not just learn it, derech avoida, derech avoidus Hashem, that's where you're going to end up. In other words, as it says in the Be'er Mayim Chaim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made yesh me'ayin, the derech of Hasidim is to make ayin me'yesh. The whole teva, the whole gashmis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made out of nothing, we want to reverse that. Through our machshava, to be in a place where none of this is real. The real world that we're in. We make me'ayin. Yesh is what Hashem did. We're making ayin me'yesh. Ki atzadik hazeh. This is the more of a shomesh in Parshas Baloyscha. Hevi hakol al hakadusha al kain hu oichel v'shoisa meshmanim v'yayin v'loyvish begodim noim v'yofim v'yoshev b'dirois nois. A chosid could be eating the most choshiva food and drinking the most choshiva wine and sitting in the most luxurious place, but he's not there. He's in the lomos hal yoinim. It's not a derech of sigufim, it's the opposite. It doesn't matter, because it's all an illusion. If you have an illusion, does it matter if the illusion is a big palace or the illusion is a hut? It's nothing. You're not there. You are in the Olamas Hal Yoinim. Because everything has the, the, the spark of, for lack of a better term, and I don't like the term, but for lack of a better one, godliness in it. How do you get there? That's, that's the goal of a chassid. Same goal that it always was. But the Baal Shem Tov had this way to do it. Because of the Arizal. The problem is it's a very big sakana. Very big sakana to do this. Because just like Misha Godl Machavera Yitzray Godl Mimenu, and like the Toysus Yom Tov says, it says that the Koyin Godel was a ness, that the Koyin Godel on Yom Kippur uh, didn't see Kerry. What kind of ness is that? It says the Toysus Yom Tov that the Koyin Godel is such a holy person and Yom Kippur is such a holy time and the Koydish HaKadoshim is such a holy place and the whole uh, Kapor of Gans Klal Yisrael depends on this person's avoida. So you can imagine what the Yetzirah, uh, what, what the Yetzirah comes, Zelu Umazeh. It was such a Yetzirah that needed a ness says the Taisus Yom Tov. The same thing, if you are up there in the Olamas Hol Yoinim, it's not a picnic. One drop, one turn to the right or to the left, and you're dead meat. And I mean that literally. Dead meat. 
Ki ein ben tzadik l'rosha, says the Makor Mayim Chaim, elo chut hasaira, sheze oise b'mosoin l'halois hachiyus v'ze hoilech achar tavosoi. He's, let's say he's drinking wine, or in a luxurious apartment, or even in a hut. The chosid and the guy that's not on that madrega both drinking wine. One does it because inside the wine, the wine that's not even inside, wine doesn't contain it, but the wine is a graphic user interface for Ruchnius. The other guy likes wine. The difference between a Gashmius sticker person and a tzaddik is that chutasara, one little turn in the wrong place, and you're in trouble. Tzavoy Sabal Shemtev, he says it, explains this derech. He says there are certain people that are big oiv Hashem. They keep themselves away from Oilam Haza. They only learn Torah, Yomim Valayla. They only speak when it's absolutely necessary to speak and not more. Uh, there's, there, this is a derech and this is a safe derech. It's a good derech, but it's a safe derech. Then there's the derech that we call Hasidus, where you transcend all of that, but it's not safe. The Oilamas Hol Yoinim over there is a very big sakana. The Yitzhahara comes especially, especially when it comes to the Isser of being mistakal in places where human beings are not allowed. To make Chas V'Sholom HaKadosh Baruch a Tamuna. You're so close, but you have to understand that you're not a Navi. It's not Navua. And if you ask me, I can only repeat the words of these great Sadiqim, how they describe where yes to go and where not to go. I cannot express it any better than they did because I don't know any more than what I read from them. And they're saying that there is a place where you're not allowed to go and you have to stop at that spot. You go further, you already not only lose your madragas, your neufel lamata lamata. And the Tanya discusses this Indian, and he says, "Al yehi shoyta lasoik b'haolos hamidus shel hamachshava zora kenoida kiloi nemru dvor mahem elol etzadikim shein neifel mulhem machshava zora shalhem kiim mishal acherim." He says the Tanya that if a person has bad machshavas, he should do this mahalach, uh, uh, and then even the bad machshavas, there's ruchnius there, and you can kind of dock them. And get to the Ruchnis, but don't be an idiot. Those are his words. Al yehi shoyta, unless you're really on the madrega that you're capable of doing this. To be choiker in what Hakadosh Baruch Hu is, there, there, there are limitations to where we're allowed to go. And for somebody, therefore, that didn't reach this madrega. They are big mechsholem in the, this derech of chesidus. The Baal Shem Tov, it was nishadish in the days that Baal Shem Tov no new Torah, chas v'sholem. Uh, Sam Rebbe once said that all the drachim of all the Tamid and Baal Shem Tov are somewhere in the Chayvis Halvavis, you just need to know where to look. The Chiddush was the madrega of the neshamas that were 
that came down to earth then. And the Chiddush was t- taking those neshamas that were able to do this mahalach in those days. That's the Derech Abal Shem Tov. By the way, um, yeah, we do have time. Let's say you want to be a chosid, you want to be on this Madrega. How do you do it? So let me tell you, this is only theoretically. Don't try it. Remember, kartoffel. Now you're beginning to understand what this means. I have a letter here from the Noimali Melech. This letter is excerpted and printed in pieces in almost all the prints of the Noimali Melech under the title Hanhogas Ha'adam. Here's the entire letter. Somebody wrote to the Noimali Melech something about, so Chasidus has to do with singing this miris as opposed to those miris. Different chasidim have different minhogim or doing this minig or that minig. I'm reading you what the Noimali Melech's son uh, wrote back to this person. I showed your letter to my father. He was shocked and astounded. To, to, to realize, he saw that there exists in this world nonsense and silliness and foolishness. It, it appears from what you're asking the reason to go to a tzaddik is not to learn from his great precious and, and uh, tzidkus and his actions, not to be doimit to him. Remember, if you want to be connected to a tzaddik, it means you have to learn from him and go in his ways. But that's not what it looks like from your letter. You think you want to take a look at his... Minhogim uh, and, and, and copy what he does or sing this mirus and that mirus. So, therefore, the true and, and whoever does this, uh, and that's what a chosid is. These minhogim, these mirus, these tenuous. Really, I shouldn't even write back to you. But out of respect, I will. So said my father that I should tell you. Anybody that asks whether to say these zmiris or others. Or to say at this time or a different time. And other nonsense like this. I don't even want to write it. All of these things. You're not going to get anything. You're not going to get any avodas Hashem out of this stuff. You want to know what you should do? You want to become a chosid? Here are the steps. Step one: Rishon. Gemara Rashi Toisvis, Mephorshim, and Poiskim. Umitchila Yilmut Shulchanorachai Rechaim. Learn Shulchanorachai Rechaim. There's no Mishnah Brewer in those days, but uh, we could throw that in today also. Ubemes Afim Yilmut Boy, Vieda Hadinim Van Hogas and Amorim Marene Hodom. Tsorchle his palmoid la Shemis Borshi of Ayalhemes. It's not enough. You have to pray to Hashem that you have right Pshat, that you have the right Derech. Because the people's avarice, what they do when they're young, it blinds a person's eyes and they don't see the truth, even if they can make pulpulim. And I'm, because of time constraints, I'm just saying this in English. And 
A person has to have charota very much on the Averis that he did. Before it gets light out in the morning, do his boidudus, because it's an ace rotson, to cry for the shchina and for the tsar of the shchina. And he should say vidui with a broken heart. And he should break his heart into twelve. Uh, how much tsar he did to the shechina through his averus. And he should cry with tears. And every day, get take a half hour, a Musr Seder kind of thing, to have this as boidudus. And he should remember all the bad things that he did in Duchuva. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will, will uh, open up his eyes and will help him out. And then slowly, 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 you start learning a little about the Ksavim. He says, even though it says in all sorts of places that uh, somebody, even somebody doesn't know how to be Mephalpal Gemar Rashi Toisvis, he should learn in the Ksavim. He's talking about the Kisve Arizal, but for us, then he says, stay away from Loshan Hora, stay away from Dvorm Betelem, stay away from other Shtusim. When a person still has his physical ta'ivist, then learning these stuff is, the ksovim is samhamovis, it's poison for him. Stay away from all the Averis, do the mitzvahs, that's step one. You want to be a chosid.